every single person in the world, like no matter how good they are, have things about them that aren't the best. <laughs> I'll come back to this again and again, because one of the questions that I get asked a lot is like, how do you come up with a really good name for your character? Mm, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, podcast. You wasn't expecting that, were you? No, you don't normally throw it to me, and I think it was particularly mean to do I... it while I had a mouthful of water. I don't plan this stuff; it just goes better than I ever expected. But... How are you, Sam? I'm good. How are you, Dan? I'm good. Cool. What's been going on? Dan here joining with me every single week is me. Hi, it's me, Sam Frost. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single bloody week is... It's me, Sam Frost. How are you, Sam? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, Slash. Not. I'm not okay. How are you? I'm wonderful. My cough is getting slightly better, finally. Still there. Still very, very annoying. But it's getting slightly better, which is good. Yeah. But it's been a busy old week. Yep. You've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of despairing at um, the medical system. Can I share it? Yeah. Okay. The very short version, the thing Sam had been waiting five weeks for from the NHS after they said, here are the next steps. Be on painkillers for the next five weeks, or up to eight weeks until this happens, you'll receive a letter in the post, was never put forward at all by the doctor that said it was going to happen. So we're putting in a very, very, very aggressive complaint and trying to chase that up because it's disgusting. Yeah, and I'm... I'm Over it. Yeah. It's, It's one thing to, like hold on knowing something's gonna happen but when you find out that the last like four or five weeks of your life have been a lie a downright dirty dog lie it's difficult to deal with but yeah other yeah. than that which is all consuming i'm okay it's peachy yeah yes peaches yeah. and cream yeah i like peaches and cream i don't like that ages summer mm. The season of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my side of things, well, in so the in the activated author side of things, yes, our Discord is now officially free. Our community <laughs> is officially free, and people are dropping in like flies, but not in the way that flies die when they hit the electric. In the way that the activated authors bolt makes them really, really activated and energetic. You're happy with that? I am so happy with that. Okay. So welcome, little flies. <laughs> um, <laughs> But <gasps> it's really exciting seeing people drop in, yeah. <laughs> literally, and uh, getting involved in the conversation and seeing all the channels uh, beginning to bloom and blossom and everyone getting to know each other. And so welcome to all of our wonderful new Activated Authors. Welcome um, to our wonderful new Activated Authors that are fully human and in no way dead flies, flies that vomit on <laughs> food and rub poo in their hands. So welcome. Um <laughs> <laughs> and what else is happening? Oh, so 
this is quite exciting. Um, I'm putting a shout out on this podcast because this is going to go live on Monday the of July, Ooh. which is also around the time it goes live on the other stories. So uh, for people that don't know, I am one of the co-founders of the other stories podcast, which is horror fiction comes out every single Monday, mm-hmm. 11 million downloads in seven years. Kind of incredible. <laughs> I am writing this year's Halloween episode or I say episode uh, special, which is seven episodes mm-hmm. of um, story, which is. Uh, Alice in Wonderland meets H.P. Lovecraft's Cthulhu mythos. And the story is wonderful. It's popping. I'm very, very happy with it. And we're now at the point where it's about to go into production with all of the narrators and the editors and everything else. But why I'm bringing this up is because we are putting together or have put together an opportunity for anyone who wants to have their voice featured on the podcast and heard by tens of thousands of people can do so. Like, it's kind of fucking amazing. (laughs) So what we're doing is there's a part of the story in which we've got a, um, a cult that is basically just relentlessly saying this very uh, Lovecraftian phrase, yeah. which uh, I'm not even going to try and say because I don't have it in front of me. And I've done a, a whole tutorial video on this on the website. Um, but if you want to get your voice featured in the podcast, as I say, heard by tens of thousands of people, you can go over to the otherstories.net forward slash dream. And there's a tutorial video which teaches you how to say this phrase. You can upload your file and it will be featured on this year's podcast and you'll be credited and it will be wonderful and magic. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. I'm really excited because obviously the more people that get involved, the better it's going to sound because yep. it's it's going to be this whole like, whoa, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like better than that, but like, one would yeah, vote. Yeah. So uh So what Dan is saying is <clears throat> do you want to be part of a cult? Do you want to be part of the cult? <laughs> if you do, then join us. The other stories.net forward slash dream. And it'll only cost you eight hundred pounds. It does as a per entry. <laughs> per word. Per word. <laughs> but yeah, it's all the stuff you need is over there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you do want to get involved, um absolutely go for it and like even if you don't have an incredible mic setup or anything else like you can just do it on your phone record it send it in and uh, make sure you put your names so that we can credit you and put you into the uh, credits so yeah. super exciting um and then uh that's kind of the main updates what's something you've enjoyed this week well i hate this question at the minute because i've enjoyed little well actually i've been let I've enjoyed the fact that, so I found out this whole thing, like that not only, you know, was the test and things not recorded, but it wasn't put on my notes. So we're quite literally back at square one. Um, I found that out on Monday because Bless Danny's been chasing a lot of stuff up for me because just a lot of the time I am exhausted and in a lot of pain, hence why uh, this episode we're, where we are together in person, we're doing it on my bed because I can't really sit on like hard chairs or anything like that so let's not isolate that audio (laughs) um so dan um delivered the news to me uh via zoom and then was like no i'm coming down and so dan wasn't supposed to be with me this week poor guy was supposed to get a break from me (laughs) true yeah um but because of like just the general shit show you just you jumped in your car and you've been helping me once again all it week. fucking sucks yeah like there's like, not a strong enough word for it like it's atrocious is what it is um but yeah but working it, it for him finding the answers it's just yet another validation of who you are and who i know you to be and the fact yeah so i i've enjoyed the fact that my support system has been very supportive so even though everything else sucks 
one of the good things in times like this is you really do see, and everyone says it, um, but I think until you go through something pretty gross or like, you know, gross in the sense of like, it's hard, it's bad in your life. Uh, you don't really, you don't really see the people that are like ride or die in there for you. And this has really highlighted that for me. Um, and it's surprising sometimes the people that you think would be there for you and then aren't. Um, but yes, so I'm very grateful and happy um, for you. Activated authors, join us. Um, <laughs> you're very welcome. Dan will come stay with you for a week. Yeah. What? I won't. I don't. I, I'm, I'm very own. Two grand. Now, <laughs> the thing I've enjoyed this week. So, Legend Planner. Bye. I'm not, oh, I'm not doing God's Legend Planner sake. again. I'm not doing Legend Planner again. <laughs> but you still mentioned it. Yeah, because it makes me laugh now. Um, I, I had a thing. Oh, so the thing I've enjoyed this week, not too dissimilar to yours, is... um. Uh, evidence that some of the friendships that I made in Pittsburgh are good friendships and people are still reaching out and like the last few months have been really nice for me fiction wise because I've begun to find or like to really um, what's the word to really resonate with my niche mm -hmm. to kind of know what my plans are going forward and um, to find people like I've been saying for a long time like and I'm going to say this, and some of it might come across as a bit, um, I guess, pretentious and um, just a bit grating. But go like, on. I, but know that like there's no um, shade thrown at anyone at all. It's this is literally like a path that I've discovered along the way. But the further you get into the author business, and the further you know you grow, like platforms like Activate Authors. You know, I've I've had books that have hit like the top of charts that have sold across like Germany and other places. Like I've done pretty well with my writing, but you get to a point where when you're looking for the next step, the pool of people who can support you gets smaller. It's, mm -hmm. it's just a fact of life. Like, you know, if you are brand new to writing, there are a plethora of options available for courses, for mentorship, for groups, for mm -hmm. all of these different kinds of things that you can go to. And you're like, okay, let's learn how to write together. Let's learn how to publish a book together. Yeah. You know, and I've now reached a point where I've published over 70 works, well, 70 books, you know, 50, 60 short stories. Like I've done a fair chunk of stuff. And so finding the people that can take you up to the next step is very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Like I've been saying it for, I mean, well over a year, year and a half, like it's hard to find the fire because there are fewer people around me that are doing what I'm doing or mm -hmm. near enough approximating to, to yeah. what I'm doing um, to spay for. And I think it's, it's fundamentally key to find those people who will push you and will test you. And uh again in Pittsburgh you know I was surrounded by a lot of those people and a lot of people that yeah. were ahead of me and a lot of the people that were doing incredible things that I'm looking at and going like that's that's what I want to do and a few of those people I've become friends with and I've been chatting to and there are some things behind the scenes that like they're all very tentative at the minute um but might be that kind of push out the door that I need mm -hmm. and so we'll see but it's that's just that that side of things it's nice to feel like I'm beginning to recognize very strongly where I am where my current limits are, where I'm doing well, and just pushing to make that stuff happen. And a lot of that, you know, if you really want to find that clarity, is have a medical emergency, end up in hospital, and then review your entire life. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. And at the same time, just, like, have a partner that has a full physical breakdown as well. Oh, man, yeah, find one of those. <laughs> 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 oh, Good timing. 10 out of 10. Um, but, yeah, like... 
all, all joking aside, the you know I've I've been trying to narrow down to this for a long time, but yeah. you know sometimes you just need a slap around the face to go like just fucking do it, you idiot. Yeah. So or a punch in the heart box. A punch in the heart box. Uh. Mm-hmm. No fun. So that's that's the thing that I've enjoyed uh, this week, and then in wins from the community. Yes, what's our win from the community, Dan? Goes to our boy Rob. Yeah. So Rob had a month off between day jobs and managed to hit forty k words of a new series. So took the time out to become a full-time writer for a little while. Mm-hmm. That's a oxymoron. Um, mm-hmm. But absolutely loved it. And I think now has a bigger fire than ever to make this full-time. So yeah. go Rob. Yeah, go Rob. Get it! <laughs> uh, so before we go into this week's question, I do just want to very, very quickly shout out to all the people that have transferred over and have joined us over on our Discord. Uh, so a big hello to... Da, 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 da. Lynn, Ed... Dennis, Daniel, hey, that's me, Sienna, <laughs> River, Emma, Rob, Kiz, Brenda, Shane, Carla, Michelle, Ryan, Pan, Colleen, Grace, Megan, Martin, Rebecca, Dan, that's me twice, Josh, Katie, Karen, Esther, Quintus, Bobby, Edwin, Ara, Peter, Jeff, Melinda, Jess, Harley, Faye, Demetrius, Lynn, twice, Lena, Linda, Lisa, Marcia, Michaela, Miriam, Ruth, Michelle, M- me, Julie, Renee, Rianne, Sarah, that's actually not me. That's a different person that's with themselves as me. Judith, Jeff, Carolyn, Mel, Liz, and Kevin, and Daisy. And me. And Sam. I know why you went, oh, I know why you went on that list. That's fine. Like, I, I know why that is. And Sam is here, of course. Hi. 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 <laughs> this guy says hello, I want to kill myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to shout out absolutely everyone and say thank you so much for jumping over, even if you haven't yet commented on the Discord, if you're getting super involved, like all the things, you're welcome and it's we so love cool. having you. Yeah, we do love having you. It's very cool. Yes. So, into this week's questiono. Yes. This week's question is, will Sam yawn before she manages to say it? Yes. Answered yes. This week's question is, how do you write or create a compelling protagonist? Do you want to get a fan? No. I have a fever temperature. I don't want to get a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got it. How do you complain? How do you complain to How do you complain to a protagonist? That your person on your left has made you turn off the fan when you've got a fever temperature. Yeah. How do you create a compelling protagonist? <laughs> so, big question. Yeah. Big answers. You don't come to Activated Authors for small talk. Um, so, the, I mean, there's a lot to to dive in here with a compelling protagonist. I think, um, for me, one of the biggest things to note from the beginning is you have to make them human and you have to make them relatable. Mm-hmm. And so those two things don't always work together. But I think the the protagonist has to be someone who the reader can experience the story through you know the the protagonist always stands as the avatar for who you're pretending to be almost when you're reading that book and going through it and you're experiencing everything through that person mm-hmm. um and as such your reader often depending on what genre because obviously there are always exceptions to the rules and there are you know anti-heroes and things but often the protagonist is someone that your reader is going to want to connect with on a morally positive level mm-hmm. you know there's a the, the whole um save the cat thing like with with villains i think you know you have to have a protagonist that hooks the reader in and goes i'm a nice person but i'm in a bit of trouble and here's how i grow and here's how i i get better yeah um and you know that's that's the other side of it as well you have to have a main character that's going to grow through the story mm-hmm. so if you have someone that's very 
out of the box, boring, plain Jane or Jim, um, who doesn't really get up to much, isn't really memorable in many ways. Your readers are not really going to want to pursue that story, isn't going to remember a lot of what it is they do, what it is they're up to. So when it comes around to creating my protagonists, and bearing in mind, obviously, a lot of the time I'm writing horror, but I do think a lot of this transfers because one of the key things of making a good horror Mm -hmm. is making a character that the readers relate with. Because if you don't care about whether or not the main character survives, then it's not a good read you're just begging for someone to die for 300 pages which you know isn't great yeah um don't read my journal so (laughs) (laughs) so when I'm starting with uh my characters I tend to have a well to be fair I I start with my monsters which arguably are my antagonists because Mm. again this is very sort of horror centric but I think it can cross over Mm. um but if I know what the evil is that they're facing then it helps me create the journey for the main character. So if I know that, you know, there's a a hulking great monster in the woods, I know that my character at the beginning has to have some form of weakness to that monster. And it could be, you know, strength-wise, just very, you know, physical attributes. They might just be quite meek and they have to either create a group to tackle that monster. You know, a horrendous phobia of woods. Yeah, exactly. Like they might have to train themselves for something. Um, And again, like those those psychological things could be a case of, um you know maybe it's if in the case of sort of pennywise the clown you have a monster that can create all of your darkest fears so as a character you have to learn how to overcome those things that are stunting your growth in order to then come out on the other side better um in sort of typical you know thriller or fantasy stories and stuff often it'll be or if if we use fantasy for example you know you look at someone like frodo baggins um who arguably isn't the main character of the story sam um that's not a dig at you that's samwise i know um but frodo at the beginning is very untested with adventure he's very you know he comes from a community that dis um dissuades people from mm-hmm. going on adventure they're very like clicky they have their lives they have their routines and yeah. he suddenly kicks out on this test to see whether you know he can tackle the big world yeah and he's a tiny person but, yeah. like that's deliberate they haven't yeah. picked you know a seven foot elf no they picked a three and a half four foot hobbit yes to tackle this on so creating those contrasts of the character versus the actual bigger story and what it is you're trying to achieve the scope of what he has to do they have to they have to synchronize in that way because a story is built from friction points and it's built from overcoming obstacles and Mm -hmm. if you have um and you know again exceptions to every rule i've seen stories that do do this but for me if you've got a character that is all-powerful all-knowing you know can basically conquer anything and i would argue i haven't finished um watching wednesday yet but from the first couple of episodes I watched, she can basically do everything, which is a little off-putting for me. Mm. I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Mm-hmm. So that's just an initial thing. But to have a character that, you know, there's no room for growth. Like, you know, Superman, for example, I think is quite boring. Superman is As boring. a character, the story isn't. Yeah, well, I think that's because, like, mind you, I say this, there are a lot of superheroes that or costumed heroes that are very compelling characters in themselves and actually they do have to go on that journey but superman would be considered like um a catalyst main Mm. character so what that is um just in case you've not come across the term before a catalyst main character is someone that through the uh, journey of the story changes very little but by being who they are is a catalyst for change in others and the world around them so actually with something like superman who i agree i find superman incredibly boring um, I mean, you could take Cap, for example. Captain America is Superman done right. Yes. <clears throat> because he does have 
he has darkness in his past in the sense of his own personal struggles mm-hmm. um but he's like he's lawful good like on the line for a long time yeah but he does change to air closer to chaotic good because of the people mm-hmm. but um because of his morals because of his diehard belief in doing the right thing he affects and changes the world around him in a very positive way mm-hmm. um and so in those kind of stories you're looking for those story arcs from the people around the main character and the world around the main character yeah yeah but superman is boring oh yeah no i think as a character again like yeah there's a difference between character and story yes um but they must they must work together and i think in order to create a good character there are a few sort of vital components that you need you need to know what it is they want Mm -hmm. you need to know what their sort of fundamental weaknesses or what quite a few people call so what a few people call their um core wound Mm -hmm. you know what is it they haven't overcome uh what is it that is going to be their big block for the story so again like a very small example uh ron's terrified of spiders and has to tackle spiders and throughout the story like you throw these things at them it seems a bit sometimes overtly on the nose but that kind of stuff matters it works yeah um and so you need to know what they want what it is that they're absolutely terrified of and then to create a good character main character you have to create a good supporting cast agreed because the supporting cast should in some way complement the weaknesses of the main character and give them opportunities for growth mm-hmm. so those moments where they do disagree those moments where they don't get on and they're like adamantly you know at each other's throats trying to choose a different path those moments matter yeah they do because, because they're real as well they're real they create that um path for growth but also it's um oh my god it's totally slipped what i was going to say out of my head it was very important so make sure you remember that um <laughs> yeah and then at the same time you have to you know thread the character through the bigger story and kind yes. of know where you're going there so like there's there's a lot to balance there's a lot to think about mm-hmm. but for me uh, at its core it's you know when i'm when i'm writing horror and what i really try and do is write uh, the humanity and horror so i like to put characters in dire situations so that everything else that is superficial just washes away mm-hmm. so in when winter comes um uh, i have quite a few different main characters i have mm-hmm. a main main character so the character the um story centers really around a character called cody um and cody's a 16 uh, year old boy who has been transferred from yes, england. Uh, england to alaska uh, with his uncle because his uncle's on a, uncle is on a research trip and has recently become his guardian after cody's parents have both died in a car crash mm-hmm. and so for cody his pain is you know how can he f- make friends how can he trust that people are going to be there for him when he's yeah. now like away from his home you know everything he's known that's familiar is gone and he's now just plunged into this town with his uncle his uncle never wanted children but obviously has that family connection so uh, for alex and his storyline there's um him learning how to be a guardian and learning how to be there when like you know work has been his focus and yeah. now he's suddenly going so um without giving too many spoilers away like alex's arc right at the end like he overcomes that and yeah in, in fact he transforms <laughs> into a completely other direction yeah when I wrote the first draft of that story, the ending was different because I hadn't recognised, because it was a multi-POV um, yep. story, I hadn't realised that Cody was the main character. Like, I knew it was important, but I hadn't realised it was his story. So it was a different ending that mm-hmm. I went back and rewrote to give Cody that wrap-up that he needed, that transformation that he wanted. So he ends up finding a place to belong. It's not mm-hmm. always exactly what he wants, especially in horror. Um, but it's those kind of things you, you need to think about, like, Tori, who's uh, one of the female leads, 
is a social media influencer and has thousands and thousands of followers and that's her life like she's isolated in this Alaskan town and that's her way to connect with people yes. through digital worlds and so when creating her I was like well okay the worst thing that can happen to her is suddenly the internet's gone mm-hmm. and everything that gave her validation it's disappears gone. yeah and so her journey is overcoming that and again bonding with people in the real world and because she she's one of the only people in that town that because of how she sees the rest of the world through the screen she rejects the um the rituals and the traditions of the town that she's in because it's a very sort of um it's not inuit it's still modern but it still runs uh it's, it's still very old-fashioned in many yes. many ways because they yeah. don't have all the modern technologies um apart from a few cell phones and things so it's it's these things that i'm thinking about when i'm creating these characters like what is it that they are doing and how can i stop that to make them grow in a way that'll be satisfying for the reader yeah now i've spoken a lot this week so over to you for <laughs> a few um i'm just gonna pop this down <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those listening dan just shamelessly uh flaunted the cover of when winter comes across the screen rightfully so it's a mm. fantastic book um i agree with all i was gonna say i agree with a lot of what you just said i agree with everything you just said i think it's very easy particularly if you are writing like your first big work to want your main character to have it all and you know be the best and all of their friends and family always say the right thing um without any kind of contrast because often what happens when you're writing is you write for escape and we wish that we were all the things and we wish that like our parents and our siblings and our friends always said the right thing to us and could always support us in the way that we would want but it doesn't happen because it's not realistic and putting something like that into a story is essentially boring (sighs) because the point of story as you've said is conflict it's about overcoming it's a mirror to humanity um whether you're writing about humans or hobbits or i don't know werewolves whatever you're writing about Mm. the person that's reading it we assume anyway is a human being um and we relate to stories because they are a mirror to reality um and so we don't want to read about someone that's perfect and everyone around them is perfect we want to read about someone that is deeply flawed and has a lot of shitty circumstances and yet still gets up in the morning and keeps going and can overcome and like reach that life or that goal um or bring about that change that is so important to them Mm. because that's aspirational you can't just change yourself as a person to be perfect and i mean you know that doesn't exist but or make people around you amazing and incredible and always say the right thing because it's just it's impossible so there is nothing aspirational aspirational about reading about someone like that because you can't aspire to it no all you can do is be like this is annoying Mm -hmm. and upsetting to me (laughs) but if someone is in a crappy situation or they're in arguably a great situation but there is something that is stopping them either enjoying it or you know it's not what they wanted then you start to create like little seeds little grains of sand in the oil and you you can tell like something needs to change so i think 
just off the bat, it's really important not to create, um, they call them Mary Sue's, I think, which is a character that's like perfect. Yeah. And like great and happy. And apparently it's quite a common thing in, you know, first time when you're first writing stories and things for, for that to happen. Well, yeah, I, I know authors that don't like hurting their characters. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. Like, you want to, again, as you say, like, there's that part of, as a writer, where it's the escapism of creating the world that you want to see. But as a reader, you, you want to root for a hero. You want to see the problems, but you want them to overcome that problem. Yeah. And it's one of the conversations I've had with Bailey a lot um, over the last year or two, because he can be quite sensitive to when things go wrong in films. You know, he's eight. It makes total sense. He doesn't want bad things to happen. No, of course not. Um, and, you know, trying to explain to an eight-year-old that bad things have to happen so that the heroes can win. Yes. Like, otherwise, there is no story. Yeah, there's, there are no nothing. heroes. And it was very interesting. Um, edged it last weekend, the weekend before, whenever it was, um, I was listening to a panel with quite a few uh, crime and horror authors. <clears throat> and one thing that they said that I think relates to this quite well is that as much as we want stories to reflect real life, satisfying endings don't always come in real life. No. And again, that's one of the reasons we read. So yeah. many, many investigative cases from police don't get solved. No. In every thriller book that you read, it will be solved in yes. some way. And again, this kind of goes back a little bit to our tropes um, conversation like there are certain we things need the that, good guys to win you need the good guys to win and you need the good guys to struggle and yeah. you know we're kind of getting a little bit into the story arcs of, of characters at this point but you need a hero that you've set them up so that they can have the darkest night of the soul where they really have to dig deep into themselves and go mm -hmm. like i can do it like everything's right the um moana moment when she's about to sail away from maui because she can't do it and she's just been defeated by the the lava monster and things um that moment where like everything's going wrong and then you just get that one glimmering moment of hope and you go i can do this and you rise and you overcome and it's like that's the beautiful moment mm -hmm. and that's why people will sustain their attention for you know 70 80 percent of that story because they want that moment and if that moment doesn't come as i've seen in certain places or if it's not big enough compared to where they are when they began yeah which is why it's important to have like that strong want and that strong wound mm -hmm. um then you're fucked yeah like, yeah, it's so, so unsatisfying. Like, it's certain, like, I I have read a lot of short stories for some of the anthologies that I've I've put together. And there have been some stories in there that I've read because I'm like, they're fantastic prose. They're beautiful. And then they get to the end and I'm just like, no! <laughs> no, you were so close and you just, it just wasn't enough or there just wasn't any kind of closure or anything there. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to come away from a story feeling unsatisfied. That's one no. of the reasons that people really struggle with cliffhangers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, getting slightly off track. Back to main characters. Just make them good, please. <laughs> I, I look, the question is, how do I make them good? And you're like, make them good. <coughs> yeah. Um, what I would say is that there is a like a couple of things that, for me personally, are um, essential for a main character. So a lot of the things that you've said, like at their core, they need to be morally good. Mm -hmm. Whether that is like to the letter law abiding or like chaos incarnate if i'm reading a story about a main character that is you know in whatever genre i need to know that i can like stand with them mm -hmm. so at their core despite what they have done in the past despite that maybe what they're doing now i need to know that they are a good person um and you can do that 
by like you said it's the save the cat moment because that that can work if you're writing like an anti-hero or someone that's just like let's take Katniss for example yeah she's very unlikable yeah like when you're reading like especially like when you're reading the books as opposed to say watching the films she's not a great person no but the that moment that when she volunteers for her sister and even before then you see the reasons why she is how mm-hmm. she is and you see the love that she has for her sister and even the love she has for a mother because you can't hate someone that much without loving them yeah um it really it it keeps you with her even though she's a bit of a twat mm-hmm. um so knowing that someone at their core is a good person <clears throat> is important um like you say knowing what their like main wound is but also understanding that like we are complex animals and having one big thing that's going to be your block is important you can't write lots and lots of different things because you know it gets it gets bogged down in in lots Mm -hmm. of things but just having things that people have so like you can have one big wound say it's um abandonment issues but they can still be also like maybe afraid of spiders or um you know have a dislike around I don't know, red Volvos for some very specific reason. It's important for them to have things that make them uniquely them. So whether it's little quirks um, or it's phobias, uh, favorite foods, or like, you know, they'll only eat this type of thing just to kind of ground them in reality. And then also with things like that, it gives you throughout the story, you'll find places to play with that. Mm Um, and then I think it's really important as well for them to have qualities that are not likable. Yes. Because every single person in the world, like no matter how good they are, have things about them that aren't the best because we are flawed creatures. Um, so it's important to put those things in, but they can't be unforgivable so it's like for example in romance um you know there's always that like moment where for whatever reason the couple are like pulled apart or separated Mm. or there's a misunderstanding or something like you can never have the reason they're pulled apart be abuse or Mm. cheating because those things are unforgivable and you can't then reunite the characters and it's the same like you know your character your character's main flaw can't be that um they once stabbed a puppy and liked it Mm -hmm. it could be that they once ran over a dog on accident Mm -hmm. and like that they've created some really unhealthy coping mechanisms around them and that makes them unlikable because of how they've dealt with it but it can't like it cannot be something that would be considered like evil or unforgivable because then you've just lost your readership so yeah the big internal wound, which is, you know, like that has to be like deeply rooted. So if you look through like psychology and things, they call it um, the blueprint. Mm-hmm. And it's from like in your formative years. So the first kind of like from birth to like some people say two, some people say five, where kind of all of your brain is knitting together its expectations of how the world works. And that's informed by obviously your parents or your guardians, um, your environment, all of those things give you 
your core values and your blueprints, your core beliefs about yourself and about the world. So like, for example, if we're dealing with a um, main character that was abused as a child in whatever way or neglected, their main wound is going to be that they are not lovable, mm -hmm. that they are not, that they're worthless essentially. Um, or at least it's likely to be that because that is a realistic expectation. That is what happens is you believe you are unlovable because, you know, the people that are supposed to fundamentally love you and care about you no matter what didn't. So that creates that belief. And that doesn't just show up in one way. It shows up in lots of different ways. Um, so I think it's important to you have this main wound, have this thing that you have to get over, but understand that people, again, are complex. So that will show up in different ways. Um, I'm writing a novel um, while well, I'm planning a novel at the minute and the main character a lot of the things that she she does is self-sabotage but self-sabotage again comes up in mm -hmm. a variety of different ways um, so whether that is like the way in my head at the minute I want it to open with her just having sex with a random person in an alley and her best friend being like can we please go mm -hmm like stop this we need to because like it's just that thing of there's lots of different Did ways you give him his gum <laughs> um so yeah i think just just understanding human psychology and like how different things play out is really important because then as the story unfolds as you're writing the story there will be moments that you can be like oh hang on a second yeah this is going to like push against this button or this is a moment where they have to decide whether they stand up to this or they walk back and you know they they have to walk back sometimes they have to run away sometimes mm -hmm. um so i think like fundamentally the key point is make them human um but obviously that's just saying it like that isn't helpful so i'm hoping that I mean, I, I waffled, so I'm hoping well, no, I've so, some ground. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, just to highlight a couple of points from that and also expand a little bit on examples of, you know, wound and goals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Katniss is a fantastic example. And the reason that she is so compelling, you know, she doesn't like her mum, but she loves her mum, mm -hmm. which is already painful in itself. She loves her sister and realises that she's almost a surrogate mother for her sister because her mother's not a great person. And then when it comes to the Hunger Games and Prue is called forward to enter and Katniss volunteers his tribute what she's saying there is I have to do this to protect my sister mm -hmm. even if it means I'm going to die which would then make her worst dreams realize because her mum and her sister will be left alone yeah so survival is paramount like yeah. it has to happen um and it's a very similar uh, setup in Jenna Marissi's Savior's Champion yes because, uh, so Tobias is uh, is a very similar situation he's trying to look after his family and in order to do so enters a tournament in which obviously to win would give everything he wants but there's a very very strong chance that he's going to die and also but and also to win gets everything that he wants for his family but not for him but not for him yes it's a self-sacrifice so mm -hmm. you know you've got stuff like that obviously we said about Frodo um, one of the most compelling things about Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher, who arguably is an anti-hero, is that he has been rejected by society, but he needs society to survive. Yes. Um, you know, people hate witchers, but they know that they need them. But mm -hmm. like he's constantly harassed and attacked anytime he enters the town. Until they need until they need to something. kill a monster. And he needs them for mm -hmm. coin and food. Like it's that friction mm -hmm. makes for a lot of good stories because then he meets people on the way that he likes. He meets people on the way that, you know, he finally mm -hmm. learns to trust people and then they might break that trust. And yeah. And so creating those situations is huge. Um, I think as well, like two more uh, points from me, 
the one thing I love about this conversation mm -hmm. and I think has highlighted something that I feel very, very, very strongly about. Mm. No, it's how to make a compelling protagonist. Not one of us has mentioned eye color or hair oh. color or clothing. But you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. when when you first come to creating characters, often you're like, this is how they look. Mm -hmm. And while that can obviously create a very distinct character, like let's, you know, again, Geralt's very long, long silver hair and like striking eyes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like that adds a lot and that can help them be identifiable. But that is informed by who they are. That's informed by who Those they are. Those choices are informed. Yes. Yeah. So starting from the centre, from motivation, from fear, is one of the strongest ways to make a character that the reader will relate to and the reader will remember. Yeah. Like the rest of it is just, it's pain. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's it just, is. Like you can add all that stuff. Like I've read books where they've not even said about what the protagonist looks like. Like mm -hmm. Chuck Polinick is very... Um, uh, I mean this really positively but thin with his prose it's very like pacey and fast and you don't get a lot of that extra detail because you don't need it because the story yeah. is compelling enough um, so that's that's a big thing like absolutely have fun colouring in your characters but mm -hmm. remember that the people are, are the very heart of it yeah you have to you have to draw the, like you can't just get pencil crayons and start colouring in something that doesn't exist mm -hmm. you have to draw them first for sure um, and the other thing as well is <laughs> I come back to this again and again because one of the questions that I get asked a lot is like, how do you come up with a really good name for your character? Mm, it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> like you can play very cleverly with names. You know, mm -hmm. you can come up with names for villains that are very striking. Like Severus Snape is very like <laughs> snaky and sizzly off the tongue. <laughs> and and oh, what's the main character in Jessica Jones that oh, what's he called? Um, oh, we're doing very well. Today. I know. Sorry, I'm really like I am not well enough. Google it while I talk. I've not. I don't know where my phone. Oh is. Oh my god. Um, Did so well, Jessica. <laughs> oh, it's people are going to be screaming at me listening to this. It's it's like. <laughs> oh my god. Because she because she says something like, "Oh, that what was murder coffin taken and yeah. it kills me." Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. That's it. There you go. Kilgrave. Yeah, yeah. She's so like, what murder coffin was taken? Yeah, so you can have fun with names like that, especially for like bad guys. But mm -hmm. I always come back to the fact that one of the most famous protagonists on the planet That's ever, the most boring name, is Harry Potter. That's not an exciting name. No, Harry Potter, like Draco Malfoy, dragons, like evil. You get some of that sense, but it's Harry Potter, and I think actually that plays in his favor because of how plain he begins with, mm -hmm. and obviously his whole journey is stepping into his brilliance mm -hmm. um but yeah i'd say absolutely try and find a name that i think works for you but i'll often start stories if i don't have a particular character name and just put in brackets like name bracket because mm -hmm. at the end i'll just go control f or i'll just pick a proxy name mm -hmm. and just you know fill it in like um there was a character again in in when winter comes that was called something <laughs> a bit similar to another character and there was no reason for that name it was just what i started with and yeah. so when it came to the final edits i just did control find replace and just swept through a different name yeah i think it's we do get very caught up in naming our characters um but the truth of the matter is as a parent as a parent um i know that when i named my son with his father the only thing i was thinking about is i don't want him to have a name that's like everybody else i don't want him to go to school and then they're like i don't know what's a like connor or something or like dan yeah like dan or sam there are a lot of dan yeah and you become like sam w 
and there's a Sam F and there's a Sam G and like Dan, Daniel, Danny. Yeah. The dog. I wanted him to have a name that was unique enough that he wouldn't be like one of 12 in every room he was in, mm -hmm. but not so unique that he would get the absolute shit ripped out of him yes. constantly. Yeah. I, I wanted it to sound nice. They were my main concerns. I wasn't like, what does, what name means birth of the sun? Yeah. Like, don't care. Um, so I think my takeaway from that is we put in way more thought to naming our characters than their parents would. And so for the most part, you don't need to. Just think about a name that you like that maybe is a little bit interesting. Tiffany. <laughs> Unless you have created, say, like um, a race of creatures in your yes. book um, that like have very strict traditions on naming and things, in which case mm. you just need to set those rules for yourself. And then that should actually become easy to help you. Yeah, as you said, there's always exceptions and things. So if you're writing fantasy, obviously your, your names will be a bit more um, fantastical. If you're mm -hmm. writing, you know, in certain countries, there'll be different names and stuff. But broad strokes, don't don't overthink it. Just just find what feels right. Yeah, find the big things internally. What are the, what's their morals? Mm. What's their wound? What do they want? What's holding them back? And what is keeping them from aligning fully to their integrity? Mm -hmm. And then you make a cast of characters around them that either highlight their flaws, because that's always a fun um, thing with like, you know, kind of like friendships. Um, and I mean, like that character's presence highlights their flaws, not their friendship, like the friend, yeah. because that's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Also, like any kind of weaknesses, you can fill in a little bit with those characters and then just throw the fucking world at them, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, if they're stumbling, break a kneecap. Yeah. A story. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We are evil. Up tears of <laughs> pain. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. If the uh, camera for people watching on YouTube starts shaking, it's because there's a pug now emerging from his cocoon. Yeah. Hi, JC. <laughs> Um, but we'll wrap it up there and um, so just a reminder for people if you want to join myself and Sam on our live community join us over at activatedauthors.com and all the info straight in the banner or go to activatedauthors.com forward slash join mm -hmm. if you want your voice to be featured on this year's The Other Stories Halloween special and why wouldn't you and why the hell wouldn't you <laughs> you can go over to uh, theotherstories.net forward slash dream dot net please because dot com was fucking taken um, and salty not salty at all and i guess there's nothing left to say other than a massive thank you to you the listeners for tuning in we appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week and as always if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your career head on over to activateyourauthors.com to find out all about our community our resources and everything else that we've got going on mm. one more time for myself and me we'll see you next week goodbye <laughs> But you're on the spot this week. I don't like it. I'm sorry. You're, like, you're really <laughs> ill. Let's fuck with you. Main characters. Activate your energy. <laughs> <laughs>